five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about TikTok today, mostly. Um, and we'll talk about this in a second, but here we go. Get the fajita quesadilla, which you can only get it in the Chipotle app. You know what else you can get in the Chipotle app? The vinaigrette. As we speak, I'm literally filming from the Chipotle test kitchen. I like to eat the quesadilla, the vinaigrette, because I don't eat Chipotle without it. So he takes the vinaigrette and mixes it with sour cream. Two scoops. Three scoops. Three scoops of sour cream. I'm making for. And the only thing we do now is dig. And then he takes a bite of it. <laughs> and that is that. Okay, so that had a couple million views on TikTok. And um, apparently there were a bunch of them leading up to that. So we'll get to the story in a second. Let's get over to Tom Fishburn. Okay, and here we go. Tom has uh, innovation and TikTok. Okay. And uh, it says, our innovation process, there is, you know, whittling down all the ideas and all the, all the testing and all of the focus groups. And then after 18 months of R&D, we pivot to something our CEO's teenage daughter says is trending on TikTok. Okay. And uh, so... <laughs> I can't literally can't stand TikTok because you know if you put it on your phone, it actually used up like two gig of my of my uh, monthly data while I was traveling. It was not open. It was not running. My son sent me a TikTok video and I watched it and I think I installed it and then I watched it and then I closed it. I thought, but apparently it keeps running and it keeps running whether you're on Wi-Fi or not, which I wasn't and so. You know, I had, it was a terrible data suck. And probably because it's telling you, telling everyone in the world what else you're looking at. So anyway, I uninstalled it. But it, you know, when you have it installed and you bring it up, it just starts blaring at you. Bang. And uh, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. So, I mean, you can search on, this is, uh, the Wall Street Journal had a great feature last week on Chipotle and the Keith Adia. And that was that that was Keith that we just saw. And um, in late 2022, a TikTok influencer named Keith Lee, that was the guy, reinterpreted the Chipotle quesadilla as an off-menu hack that included a DIY sauce combining Chipotle's honey vinaigrette and sour cream, which you know seems a little bit like like. Uh, a white Italian dressing, which is not, you know, unusual. You know, it's not that big a deal. But anyway, he liked it, and Chipotle was soon overwhelmed. And it sounds like from the article, uh, we'll get to the Wall Street Journal in a second, overwhelmed by a surge of custom orders. Now, these orders, mind you, were you were able to order them somehow, sort of, um, but it provided, it created a massive logistical challenge to the <laughs> to the Chipotle employees and their supply chain. I don't quite know why. Some staff refused to make it. Okay, you can't have the honey vinaigrette. They ran out apparently. Um, ultimately, by February, just a few months later, Chipotle 
made the quitadilla permanent menu item, which included tech updates to 3,200 restaurants and training for 100,000 employees. <laughs> it's not easy adding a menu item, right? Chris Brand said we wanted to be at the at the pulse of culture, right? So only a few months it took him to make that decision and roll it out. I love how the tension, the story captures the tension between long product development and ever-changing consumer tastes, okay? Uh, the ten At the center of the tension right now is TikTok, which Corey Robinson, Chief Product Officer for Abercrombie & Fitch, says is a billion-person focus group, okay? And, you know, with its pluses and minuses, which I've touched on before. Um, so the tricky part is, is that... Um, uh, Fishburne remembers a debate at one stage gate meeting where someone argued a particular food craze was a trad, a made-up word that meant it had a sudden spike of a fad but would also have the staying power of a trend. Okay, the spike of a, of a fad and the staying power of a trend. In this case, ultimately, it was a fad that faded soon after the products were launched. Will the quesadilla stand the test of time? No one knows, but businesses that can figure out how to build more creativity, flexibility, and consumer engagement into the operations will have an advantage. And I think that's the real message, the real takeaway. And I've got a couple more articles we're going to look at. Okay, TikTok. Remember to tell our brand story, hit all our key messages, convey our brand purpose, have a clear call to action, and this is... TikTok, so has to go viral. So on the count of three, start dancing. <laughs> what TikTok is forcing people into? The innovation tunnel. <laughs> Concept, assess, develop, test, stage gate. Right? And uh, we need to do something so innovative that no brand has ever done anything like it. I think it's the same guy then later when they come up with all their ideas says, seems risky. Can you give examples of other brands that have done this? <laughs> it's tough to be first. But Trout and Reese argue that the first is really the only one that matters. <laughs> and if you can't be first in your category, come up with a new category. Uh, and Trout and Reese says, say your brain has a certain number of slots. Like if you, and, you know, they, they give the illustration, who was the first man to fly across the Atlantic solo? And it's Charles Lindbergh. And you say, who was the first woman? And it's Amelia Earhart. And even if you're uh, Gen Z, you might know those answers. Um, we certainly do in the Boomer group. But uh, but who was the second? Can't tell you. Can't tell you in either case. And that is the truth about most of your brain. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it's okay with building a new category more than it's, going to put in multiple entries in, in an existing category. So, um, you know, you can't have it both ways. Now is, now that we've brainstormed all of these exciting new ideas, it's time to sort them. Tried it before, yes, but too risky. If it was a good idea, someone would have already be doing it. Yeah, okay. Okay, so here's the Wall Street Journal article. And uh, I... I was trying to do a follow-up. You know, we do in-depth study. One thing I did find that was was Chipotle has doubled their sales since 2018 from $5 billion to $10 billion. Pretty good. And their CEO, who's been there a while now, he started in 2018, says we could open 
twice as many stores if we want, and double that sales again. And just to note, here, since they announced the Keith, Keith Adia, their, sale, their uh, stock price has gone up something like 33%, you know, from 1,500 to over 2,000. Okay, so, uh, you know, and it hasn't plunged in the volatile stock market. It's been basically constant. This is year to date. Um, and so, you know, from that standpoint, they're doing better than Bud Light. <laughs> who uh, didn't pay so much attention to most of their market. Um, so, you know, this this is, again, the story, but uh, they said it was tricky because the sauce ran out and staffers made refused to make it and they got bad reviews online. But now it's a permanent part of, the, of their menu. Um, and... Uh, so there's, you know, there's disruptive insights, disruptive force in research and product cycles, testing, differentiation, and manufacturing. But what nobody points out, neither Tom Fishburne nor the Wall Street Journal, is how often the long stream 18-month product development fails. You know, and one of the, one of the takeaways from uh, In Search of Excellence and many of the companies that were in there went went downhill after um but you know i remember it being a game-changing book in the in the late 70s it said the companies that could could pilot test products would be most successful and uh 3m was one of the cases and they told the story in the book of the post-it note and they pointed out that the post-it note nobody wanted um, it was developed by a church choir member at 3M, and uh, he didn't want to mark up the music in the hymnal. And so he tried figuring out a way to get adhesive that sticks a bit, but not too much. And it's very difficult. And in fact, I have this Uline imprinted merchandise cube, and they don't have legitimate 3M product, I can tell on this which is a shame, and it doesn't stick at all. And all of my post-it notes that I've used around here are laying around because I have whole piles of them because they don't stick to anything after just a short period of time. <laughs> I still use it to write notes on sometimes. It's handy. It sticks above the chaos of my desk. Actually, my desk is pretty clean right now. But uh, 3M didn't want to spend much on it. But did a sampling program. I remember getting the samples in about 1978 or so. And I thought, this is a dumb idea. But, you know, it caught on. Um, but it's a gamble. It's not only a gamble if you get your inspiration from TikTok. It's a gamble no matter what you do. Okay? Corey Robinson says, every single merchant and designer is looking at TikTok. Uh, Abercrombie Fish says she's the chief product I don't know if Corey's male or female. It's one of those gender-neutral names. I know some of each. A billion-person focus group. Okay, but how do you sort through a billion-person focus group? You pick the ones you like. Do what you want. <laughs> okay, Tarte Cosmetics noticed a color-shifting product based on your pH, and they were able to develop it in only two or three months. Product came together in three months, and uh, it's now the fastest-selling product of all time. 
Okay, so sometimes there's a payoff. I did work with Victor Hsu down in St. Louis. He had been a professor of chemistry at Washington University, and he, he met me at a conference I was speaking at, and he said that his business model was spotting trends. And at the time, uh, recently before that, there had been the O-ring bracelet, and it was just a simple, uh, simple plastic colored O-ring around your wrist, and girls would wear hundreds of them. Madonna was famous for wearing maybe thousands of them. And uh, he had started that trend. And he said, what we do is we, we track trends, and when they are going up, we, we massively manufacture. And then as soon as they start to peak, just the curve starts to invert the slope of the curve a little bit. We stop. And I remembered that you, you know, for a while you could buy O-ring bracelets in any gas station or anywhere, you know, any convenience store. Um, he showed me a doll that you put your hand in and it, you can, it's a puppet doll combination. And he showed me a warehouse where ceiling to floor in a probably a 30 foot tall warehouse or maybe bigger, 40 foot. Um, the whole back wall was boxes of these dolls. He said, that's what we had left over <laughs> when the peak, but he said, you should see how many we sold. And so that was his shtick. He could, he could take a product and photograph it in-house, fly the films. This was back in the 80s, I think. Fly the films to Taiwan, get the printing done, fly all of the literature back again. A bank of telemarketers would call um, novelty retailers. He would first market it to the boutique retailers, and then, he, then the, the big box retailers would find that would spot the trend and so he would fuel it at the beginning and then the big retailers would place big orders and then he would stop and then they could deal with the rest of it and this may be a, a tip for those of you trying to do this that you don't want to stay with it too long no matter what it is almost okay uh and um so they said you have to get these things out right when they're trendy if you wait, if you do it too late, it's not worth it, okay? And uh, here's a story about they sent out a stick moisturizer, and the influencers put it in the freezer and said you could massage your face with it, but it could potentially uh, change the chemistry and burn your skin, and so they scrapped that idea. Uh, and, you know, when you put things out fast, the marketplace is going to do what the marketplace wants. But if you put them out slowly... Your chance of success probably does not increase. Samsung um, made some really big product innovations a few years ago. And the way they did it was they sent their product developers out into the streets of China and Asia and talked to consumers who were talking on their telephone and asked them what they would like and what they didn't like about their phone. You know, I personally don't like that there's no charging light on a phone. There's a charging light on every little, every little device I've ever bought. You know, even your little Bluetooth headphones and all that stuff have a little light that comes on when the charger is properly connected. Your phone, if it's dead, doesn't show that. I mean, you can click the side of it now and puts one up, but there's no reason they couldn't put a couple of dots of the LED screen and make that work, right? So anyway, uh, there's a story of a pink sauce, Pepto-Bismol colored dressing that Veronica Shaw developed from dragon fruit. And um, she had a lot of problems with getting the formula shippable. And the 
the bottles would break. And so she partnered with Dave's Gourmet, and uh, now she receives a royalty, and um, and Dave's has connections with distribution and big box stores, and um, has turned the TikTok trend into a nationally distributed product in 90 days, which is the theme of the Wall Street Journal ad, and Fishburne didn't really come to say that. Uh, brands like H&M and Zara copied fashion trends and churned them out in a matter of weeks. Now, a new generation does it in a matter of days. And they go on to talk about etiquette or something like that. And uh, they said, for us, it's like a lab. Retailers in the past looked at forecasting uh, WSGN Catwalks Fashion Week and tried to guess what the trend will be. We don't need to guess when we have TikTok. Well, you still have to guess because you have too many opinions, right? But you can you can probably spot the trends in the in the way the algorithm pushes different different fashion ideas. Okay, so they place batches in little bat, place orders in little batches and they average a 12-day turnaround. Okay? They might produce a lot of duds, but and they must be disposed of quickly, right? And they went and listed the duds. Most of these trends fade within weeks, but some can last years. And again, if they used Victor Shoe's uh, methodology, they might be safe from that, okay? And uh, I just wanted to touch on this one by Bill Farquharson. And uh, he said, why marketing frustrates? And basically his point is, <laughs> he said, marketing is a huge dollop of waiting. Uh, in November, my marketing director warned me about the patience it would take for our all-in approach to LinkedIn to bear fruit. Okay, for some reason, they were going to commit to LinkedIn. Apparently, it's a B2B company. 12 to 18 months, she said. Despite the fact that was not welcome news, having that expectation has helped me prepare for the long haul. And so marketing is like, can stay consistent. You create a marketing plan based on information you have at the time. Stay consistent, and then you wait. But if you can shorten that up, or if you can test alternatives effectively, and that's what direct marketing is about, and that's what the WDMA is about. And so if you want to know how to take the skill of testing, which these clothing manufacturers are executing, then you want to support WDMA. There's a link under almost every post we do, almost every description. Uh, it's WDMA.org join. And you can get right there and support us. Um, Bill says, if marketing was a Marvel character, it would be a big, clunky, and slow and boring. <laughs> it would move at a glacier pace and be as nimble as an iceberg. There you go. Okay, yawn. The best time to create a marketing plan was 18 months ago. The second best plan, the second best time is today. Ready, fire, aim. Always been the motto here. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. And you can get that Wall Street Journal ad or article even if you are blocked from their firewall by subscribing to WDMA.org. Bye-bye.